Yes, today I'm joined by KSBY Sports Director, Casey Boucher. Casey, what's going on? Hello, how's it going? I'm fine. Thanks for joining me. Taking some of your busy schedule. You're over there working. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Yeah, um, you have have a great career um, in steel building. Um, How was the move from Texas to um, California before we really begin? Yeah, um, it's definitely been a change. I grew up in Texas, did my undergrad at Texas Tech, and then finally moved out of the state when I got my master's at Syracuse for a year. And then I moved back to Texas for my first job, and then I moved out to California about a year ago for my uh, second full-time job in the industry. It's pretty amazing. I think just simply, you know, the beauty that is um, all around California, it's a different type of beauty than you see in Texas. Just Right. having hills and the ocean um it's been an amazing change but of course still miss texas at times too right um you graduated from texas tech you got some great experience there you were able to be a sports anchor reporter tell us about that what's helped your career i'm sure to this point yeah i loved my time at texas tech i i knew that i wanted to work in sports when i was there but i didn't know exactly at what capacity so I did a lot of PR and worked within the athletics department at Tech, worked a lot of Big 12 championships and March Madness tournaments during my time in undergrad. And then towards my senior year, I kind of realized, okay, I really want to get into broadcasting and leave PR. So I started to focus on broadcasting uh, my senior year at Texas Tech, but overall, loved it so much. My little brother is an undergrad at Texas Tech, so runs the Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, how is it um, covering um, March Madness? I haven't been able to cover March Madness yet. I'm trying to cover it this year to a point. Um, how was that experience? I know it got to be crazy every round that you were there. I think it was just the coolest thing ever. Um, I think there's just something so special about college basketball. The you know the school spirit, the the loyalty that you know fans have to their teams. I got to cover Texas Tech in the Final Four for the first time ever. So that, for me, as a you know a Texas Tech grad, that was probably one of the coolest experiences ever, just seeing my team go to the national championship and being able to be there in person. Okay. But something super special about college basketball that I think is just unmatched. So overall, March Madness is the coolest. Yeah, you're well-rounded in your career. At Syracuse, you're on ACC Network. We uh, worked for the ACC Network on ESPN. How was it being a sideline reporter? It's it's tough. I think a lot of people think that it's you know really easy, and you know they don't they only talk a little bit during a broadcast. But I think what what I quickly realized is actually how much work and preparation goes into being a sideline reporter because you're not really talking about the game necessarily in your life. Right. You're, you're preparing those stories that you're telling about some of the players whenever. Um, you know, you're live in a, in a broadcasted game. So I think overall this the key to sidelining and like what I experienced from um, being at Syracuse is developing really good relationships with players and coaches in order right. to those, you know, special stories that you hear on air. So um, overall amazing and uh, cherish, cherish that time at Syracuse for sure. I mean, I have some hosting experience also. Um, I know to me, I love hosting. I love networking. I love meeting great new guests as yourself. Um, I love giving someone else my platform so it could be our platform to tell their story. What do you like most about hosting? I think hosting is interesting because, 
you know, you are moderating and maybe not always giving in your input. So I think that's uh, difficult at times, especially when there's topics that maybe you want to be the analyst about or you want to get into farther. But mainly your job is to keep the team that you're working with, you know, on track and um, and moderating the conversation. But overall, I, I really like – I think hosting is – a lot of fun and um, yes, it is. <laughs> tough job for sure. You know, we see Molly on first take. It's not an easy job, but a lot of fun for sure. Definitely. Um, you've been able to cover the basketball at every level. Um, how has it seen the game from the ground up? I mean, from high school to NCAA to, to the NBA? Because every level is important to anyone that's trying to get to the NBA. It is, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of times for young reporters in their career, when they're covering a lot of, like, high school games, they think, you know, this isn't a big deal. You know, one day I'm going to be covering, you know, NBA games, and you're just kind of about the next step. But actually, if you really think about it, I mean, there's people, there's kids that I'm covering in my ear that could potentially go on and play major D1 basketball or football. and seen that so far, so – it's cool because now that, like, I look back on some of the, you know, high school athletes that I have covered, they are playing at a major level. Some of the Duco kids that I've covered, they're all playing at – some of them are playing at D1 level. Um, right. So you never know where they're going, right? And they don't know where I'm going. So I think it just goes back to that relationship building with, you know, some of these coaches and athletes. It's like, okay, this kid might be – you know, not great in his sophomore season in high school right now, but you don't know where he's going to be at his senior year. He could be dropping 25 points and he's going to be a major D1 prospect. So, um, yeah, I think I think it just matters to, you know, treat treat the high school that you're covering like an NBA team, you know, because one day right. if that's what your goal is, is to cover. And that's my ultimate goal is to be an NBA reporter. Um, you know, I need to show that same respect to some of the younger athletes that I'm covering now because right. – some of them will end up in the NBA one day. Exactly. I know you're going to make it. You seem like you're very full and you're a very focused person. <laughs> I believe you want to make it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I love covering um, players in parts of their career. I was able to cover a team in state basketball. I know it's oh. not the beginning of their career, but um, I was able to cover some some players. Now, and it, I covered three players that are now in the NBA. One is Luke King. So I'm in um, U16 camp in um, USC basketball and covered them ever since. And, like, just watching him grow, when he was on my show previously, just watching him grow from seeing him there to the NBA is crazy. Like, I was able to witness his career and, like, interview him step-by-step step from that point on. It's, it's crazy in wow. a good way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you've um, done some – well, you covered NCAA, um, NBA teams on the West Coast, so you have some Lakers and um, Dub Nation covers. Um, what do you think about the teams um, this year? The Lakers are having trouble right now. He has some injuries, a little older. And the, the Dub Dub Nation, the Warriors, he just got Clay back. He still going to get acclimated, but they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. They're a force now. <laughs> I, mean, I think uh, I'll just start with the Warriors. Like, what a celebration it was for the entire sports world just to see Clay come back after, you know, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of days of being out and training. And the fact that it wasn't just one injury, it was two major injuries. And now he's coming back and playing good basketball. I think yes. it's tough because uh, when you come back from injury injuries like that to, you know, be so flexible to play both sides of the ball, you know, he's not just sitting there shooting three pointers. He's got to play like, you know, elite defense um, as well, you know, so that's going to be difficult. But I think once 
he gets back into full swing, I mean, who's going to – the Warriors are just absolutely stacked. It's insane. Um, really love watching them. And I think that yeah. they're just like a good, heartfelt team. Like, yes, it's annoying they win all the time, but also, like, how can you hate Steph Curry? I mean, this this amazing guy on that team, too, just as people off the court, too. Um, right. Lakers, I think, a complete letdown, you know. Um, this Russell Westbrook thing is pretty, you know, is kind of blown up. I mean, also, he is older, yeah. But he's not like an older point guard like Chris Paul who's still making an impact and, um, you know, leading his team to the best record in the NBA right now. Now right. the Lakers are eighth in the Western Conference, and they're struggling. And Anthony Davis, I feel like, has had a slump, which is, you know, not good for LeBron. Right. Um, in ways you find you see veteran teams like that, and it works to their benefit. I, I'm a huge Mavericks fan. So in 2011 when we won the championship, we had an extremely yeah. – but it worked in our favor. But I think that was whenever, you know, it was during a time where the first super team that kind of came about was that Miami Heat team. But yeah. now, it's like, you look across the NBA, there's so many super teams. That veteran Lakers team can't keep up right. uh, with the speed of some of those teams. So pretty difficult. I hate that this is um, happening for LeBron because, like, he's reaching the end of his career, the end of yeah. his um, so it's a bummer, but ultimately I understand what the Lakers were trying to do. I just think uh, if they don't make the playoffs, this is going to be a super letdown season. But and then there was like talks about you know John Wall for Russell Westbrook. I'm like that's the same situation. I mean, what's yeah, the, you know what I mean. So I don't really know what's going to happen with them, but Warriors going to stay on top for sure once Clay gets back. Yeah, the Lakers. Um, I, I still it's still unreal that LeBron has to carry the team at his age and this stage of his career. I know Anthony Davis has been hurt. He just came back. We just really talked about, but I mean, for him, I think Anthony Davis needs to step up more. But Anthony Davis got to stay healthy because he yeah. goes in and out of the lineup rest of the year. They might make it out. They might make it out of the playing. Right now, they're like in playing area. So Anthony Davis got to start to stay healthy and step up and take time to push up LeBron because LeBron. I don't think LeBron can keep this. This up the rest of the season. But, I mean, if the Bronze, really can't doubt him, but in my opinion, I don't think he's keeping up the rest of the whole year. Yeah. Like, and it's to a point now, if you don't have help uh, on your team, significant amount of help, you know, in like a number two or a number three, then, you know, right. stars on your team, it's it's near, near impossible to win a championship because these teams are stacked across the league. So, not great yeah. for LeBron. I feel for him a bit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Turns into the East a little bit. I think the, the Nets are on a disappointment, but they have been healthy and Curry's and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your thoughts on the COVID situation with um, the NBA? Because I think that I don't, I don't understand the Curry situation. Like he can't play there because he's on the team. A player can come out of town and play there. And yeah. now he's in and out of the lineup. He can play on the road. And that's messing up, that's messing up because new the other team. And mm-hmm. it's hard to voice his frustration, which I understand. And when KD come back, it'll write the ship a little bit. But I think they need all three to a championship. I think they do. Because yeah. the, the Bulls were sitting up there, like, waiting, like, we here. The Marderos have been balling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Um, it's a tough thing, you know, because obviously this whole vaccine thing, it's based off of your own personal body, what you believe, you know, all of these things. But then when right. you go to a state like New York, it doesn't matter what you think. You're not playing in the state you know, if you're not vaccinated. So I think, uh, you know, Kyrie has every right to do whatever he wants to do, but right. that's obviously making an impact on the way that, it's, that his teammates feel because 
here's the thing. The Nets spent so much money on this big three, and then you have, like, DeAndre Jordan. But it's like, I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? Half your games, Kyrie's not playing. What's it going to be like in the playoffs whenever Kyrie right. the series because he's, you know, playing in the state? And I don't see that changing anytime soon. The problem is, is now that Katie's hurt, he's still not going to get vaccinated. And that's putting so much frustration on Harden because right. he's, He's pissed off. He came to this team to be a part of a super team, win an NBA championship, and, right. you know, Kyrie, his second-man guy, isn't playing. So I think it's difficult um, to deal with, for sure. And I, The problem is, is, like, is Harden going to get so mad that he's going to want to leave? I mean, right. I would be surprised if that happens. So that's the issue because his teammates are relying on him and he's not playing in these games and he's putting it above – the game but it's his life and he's you know able to make whatever choice that he wants so not it's not an ideal situation especially when it comes to the postseason he's not going to be playing you know half of the most important games of the entire year right also this puts the Nets in a bad situation if you look at the big picture because Harden is is taking off time for um like a sore hamstring again if he's hurt and Kyrie's playing half the games that means the rent by himself again and we saw what happened yeah. last year against the Bucks. He almost did it by himself, but he can put it all by himself. He's going to be gassed again. So the Nets are in like a bad situation right now. It is not a good situation at all. And that's another letdown if that team doesn't, you know, come out on top, make a run in the postseason because of the injuries and of Kyrie not playing half the games. That would be a big letdown. Right. And COVID is making an impact on all levels of the game. As you know, um, Texas Tech has been hit by hard by COVID. I'm talking about that. Um, how you think Texas Tech is handling their COVID situation? Well, everyone's got to handle it, but um, I think everyone kind of has been, and they kind of have to, you know, for for protocols like these colleges are having to handle it just right. like everyone else is. I, I I mean, obviously, it's a big uh, setback when you have guys out whenever you're playing, you know, your conference games and you're playing. It, when you look at the Big Twelve, I mean, everyone's good, so. Everyone, right. <laughs> every single week if you have guys out with COVID. But, um, I mean, looking at Texas Tech overall, they have overcome so much adversity and exceeded my expectations uh, already this season. It's been pretty remarkable how they've been able to recruit some amazing grad transfers, uh, really good talent to this team, um, right. you know, with everything that they've gone through with losing Chris Beard as their head coach last year to um, now being one of the best teams in the entire country. It's pretty amazing. Definitely. Casey, thank you for your time. You had a busy day ahead of you. Thank you so much for joining me. I definitely respect that. I'm just trying to get you back on again. Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much. It was great to talk to you. Yes. For the rest of your day. You too. Wow. Bye. Yes, that was KSBY Sports Director. Casey Boucher, thanks for joining me. Catch you next time.